Have you ever had to be the designated driver and watch all of your dumbass drunk friends? The whole time you're like, what stupid thing are they going to do next? From wrestling them off of the bar, trying to take their phone away, telling them they actually can't steal those shot glasses, while also having to constantly chase down that one person that thinks life is just a giant game of drunk hide and seek? It is absolute pandemonium. Welcome to Cryptic Soup. This story sounds a lot like one of those nights. But it is just a bunch of kids talking about their weird alien encounter. Now, after the blue light pulled you into the spacecraft, what is your next memory? Uh, I came to and saw a beautiful being made of like a beautiful calming light. Yeah, same here. That being touched my head, I felt every emotion in its purest form. It was amazing and I cried, sir. Okay, and you, Miss Rafferty? Wow. <laughs> what floor were you guys on? I woke up in a dirty metal dome and uh, 40 little gray aliens watched me pee in a steel bowl. Hey guys, I'm Thena. And I'm Kylie. And we have an episode for you tonight and it's this one. <laughs> it's so good. I'm excited because I love aliens. Okay, so we have a game to play. Oh God. It's called FMK. And for all you hips, hip, hips, hip kids... That knows what FMK is. It is fuck Mary Kill. <clears throat> Kylie, I have two fuck Mary Kills for you. Okay. All right. The first fuck Mary Kill is gonna be Harry Styles, Ross Lynch. Oh, no, it's not. I fucked that up. I love Ross Lynch. That's not who I meant to say. I just always think about him. <laughs> I meant to say I'm in Peter's. Full disclaimer. Okay. <laughs> like, it just rolled off my tongue, too, so naturally. Yeah, it did. It really did. Um, <clears throat> Harry Styles, uh, Evan Peters, I almost said Ross Lynch again, Jesus Christ, and um, Bill Skarsgård. Why not him? Ooh. Now, Margie says that Bill Skarsgård is the ugly version of Harry Styles, and I think she's wrong. She's wrong, because I would kill Harry Styles. All right? So everyone stopped the episode right there. <laughs> um, I would fuck Evan Peters and I would marry Bill. Ah, good choice, good choice. Now, are you ready for the harder one? Sure. <laughs> fuck, marry, kill. Chocolate milk, strawberry milk, <laughs> and regular milk. But the milk can be like almond or oat. Like, it's not milk, but like plain milk, milk, strawberry milk, or chocolate milk. Hmm. Yeah, see, this one was hard, right? Well, I would marry chocolate milk. Okay, wrong, but continue on. Um, I just now today had strawberry milk for the first time ever, so... Wait, this was your first time? Yeah, I mean, I've had, like, strawberry milkshakes, but never, like, what? milk. You guys, strawberry milk and strawberry milkshakes are my favorite drinks on this whole planet. And I came home after buying stuff to make dinner tonight for Kylie, Corey, and I, and I, like, went to the store, and I was like, I also bought something else, and I just fucking pulled out strawberry syrup. Highlight of my day. I just never know what you're gonna bring home <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> never let them know your next move, guys. That's my life motto. 
Um, <clears throat> I would probably. I don't know. I would definitely. I feel like I would fuck strawberry milk because like it's feisty. I would definitely marry the strawberry milk. I would kill the chocolate milk faster than anything. I fucking hate chocolate. And then that. Uh, g- give me a nice shot of almond milk. It'll slide down my throat hole. <laughs> Never say that again. <laughs> it's from Old Nicky. <laughs> Let the meat slide down your throat hole. It's from what? Little Nicky with Adam Sandler. Oh. And the dog tells him. My goodness. So tonight's episode is going to be so fucking fun, you guys. But before we get to the fun, we have to talk about something important. Important. Importante. So there's this podcast that I like really, really love. And so I really wanted to talk about them specifically. Their name is Creme de la Crime, which just sounds so fancy to say. Like it always makes me hungry, but it does. It means nothing about it. Literally is nothing about food. Nope. So like because we've talked about Creme de la Crime in the past for this reason. (laughs) But like it's so fancy. Like if someone's like, what are you listening to? Oh. <clears throat> I'm listening to Creme de la Crime podcast. What are you listening <laughs> to? Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> so Creme de la Crime podcast is amazing because it is hosted by an amazing human. That's not that. Well, that's only part of why it's amazing. Sam is the host and Sam's goal is to solve disappearances and dedicate the podcast to the missing, not the monsters. They are helping to bring people home. So it's more like cold cases, missing people's things like people's missing people's. Is that sentence wrong? Missing people's? That's technically grammatically correct. Missing, it can be. Missing people. No, missing Not- people's. Yeah, okay. Missing people's things like that. So we're going to play Sam's trailer real quick, and hopefully you guys become just as obsessed with creme de la crime as we are. I can't do it normal. No, you really can't. So here it is, and then we'll resume our normally broadcasted scheduled content. What's up, guys? My name is Sam, and I'm the creator and host of Creme de la Crime podcast. The mission of this show is to bring awareness to unsolved missing persons cases from all across the country. In the United States, 600,000 adults and children are reported missing every single year. Although most are quickly found, there are still tens of thousands that remain missing for more than one year. As of 2022, there are still more than 17,000 unsolved missing persons cases and 13,000 unidentified body cases across the United States that remain open. For the first year, I'm going alphabetical order by state and talking about cases involving all ages, races, and backgrounds. Don't forget to subscribe and join me every single Thursday to hopefully help bring these people home. Did we introduce ourselves at the beginning of this episode? Yes, we did. I'm still Athena. (laughs) And I'm still Kylie. And strawberry milk is the superior milk. Let's talk about tonight's episode, the Casablanca Entities. I think a lot of people would... Prefer chocolate? I mean, at least agree with me that chocolate, fair life chocolate milk is so fucking good. Do you like banana milk? I've never had that. Oh, it's really good too. But I know what thing you're talking about and I really want to try their stuff. It's really good. Okay, so we're just not getting anywhere tonight. Okay, so the Casablanca Entities has nothing to do with the movie Casablanca, but do you guys want to know a random fact? Always. Did you know that Hugh Hefner from Playboy, his all-time favorite movie was Casablanca, and so when they would have movie nights, at least one night of the movie night per month, he would dedicate to Casablanca, and he would make 
all of the girlfriends and anyone that was staying at the house that night come down to the movie room and they would do a screening of Casablanca and he would make them do it as a pajama party. And supposedly that is how fun time occurred was then afterwards he would have everyone go upstairs. And for part of his relationship, what he actually would have the people do is he would have all the girls do stuff with each other and to each other. And he would sit there and watch and uh, padiddle his pedonker. And that is the more you know by me. Padiddle his pedonker. I was trying not to say, you know, like yeah, give I'm himself a, a hand job. Yeah, I'm, I'm aware. It sounded less dirty, I thought. Like, then give himself a, a handy. That makes me think of padiddle, like the game. I don't know what that is. Okay, so a lot of people. Padiddle? Yes! Okay. <laughs> I don't remember. A Volkswagen bug. Yeah, I was in high school when I first started playing padiddle, but I didn't call it padiddle. I called it sex. Like you just like slammed the the thing of the car you and you would say sex. the roof of the car inside yeah. that you're in. Yeah. If if you passed a car that didn't have all of their lights Oh, working. see, ours was if you saw it's a Volkswagen bug. Padiddle. You saw a bug and you punched someone. That's weird. Okay. Anyway, I said sex and then my mom uh, was like, no, the, the game that you're playing is called Padiddle. And now I'm realizing that other people played it differently. So how did you play Padiddle <laughs> slash sex when, when you were younger? We're just all we need over to the know. place tonight. <laughs> because I was going to tell you something else that reminds me of. When I came up north to live up here and stuff, or like when I... When- when I came up north, that sentence sounds weird. <laughs> when I moved to where I live now, people would do this thing where like if you didn't want to do something, you would be like dibs and or like or when you did nose goes, nose goes, I guess. Yeah. People said dibs and nose goes for if you do want something or you don't want something and people would like touch their nose. Yeah. I didn't know what the fuck that was, because whether <laughs> you do or don't want something, what you do is you say scoobs. Yeah, no, nope, that's weird. Scoobs is the word. No. And if you want it, you raise your hand and say scoobs. If you hate it, you all smack your hand down and you say scoobs. And so it's yes or no, like scoobs, scoobs. Um, so I said scoobs one time and I've never gotten so many shitty looks in my life. But everyone's like, why are we talking about Scooby-Doo? So should we talk about the episode? <laughs> this should be just like a FAQ get to know us. Right? No, it's, it's not. It's going to be the craziest adventure ever. I'm glad you stayed this far in the right. episode already. Guys, we're not always going to be like this. We've had some mishaps tonight to make this night a special night of recording. So let's talk about Casablanca entities. Let's do it. Aliens. So the reason why I want to cover this is because I one time was listening to a podcast that I really liked, and I'm not going to call them out and be rude, but I really liked this podcast. And they said, if you ever have a suggestion, put it in our suggestion folder. So I was like, oh, my God, I fucking love the Casablanca entities. I'm going to request this case. So I requested this case and then they read my message and never replied to me. Literally two years later, they covered the episode. And in the beginning of it, they were like, someone once requested this, but it's been a really long time. And so we don't remember who it was, but thanks for requesting it, I guess. And my whole heart broke in half. No, I'm so sorry. (laughs) I was so sad. I was like, it was me. And then it they was ne- me. And by that point, they were already too popular that when I was like, it was me, they they never read it. Yeah. But it was me. I wanted to hear this case. Beep. Thank you for covering it. So since you didn't give me my recognition I wanted, because I'm a sad little needy person, I'm going to cover this case myself. Yeah. Okay. Stick it where the sun don't shine. So this incident in question that we're talking about tonight 
is an alien abduction typey thing. It's not really an abduction because no one gets abducted. It's an attempt attempted abduction. And it's called the Casablanca Entities. It's also called the Riverside Entities. And it's an alien story that is super different from other alien stories because of just everything. The way they look, the way they acted, how the people that were getting abducted acted. All of it. Whatever. Let's talk about it. The weirdest part of this story is that this incident occurred within 24 hours of the Kelly Hopkinsville encounter, which is a completely different and completely unrelated alien encounter, which I will talk about more at the end. But everyone says that that encounter, the Kelly Hopkinsville encounter, is 100% legit. Like, it, it it can't not be real because it had, like, so many, like, uh, separate people that all saw the same thing from different places and areas. And because of the sources that say they saw these aliens that everyone's like there's no way that could be not real it was a uh, very legitimate sources hmm. and these two events happened in the same like 24-hour window in different parts of the world or america so crazy enough okay let's get into it it was towards the end of summer on august 22nd in 1955 there was a group of about eight boys playing outside it wasn't all boys there were there was like one or two girls in there but the children were all playing outside and hanging out they were in one of the boys's parents yard named the douglases so all these kids were hanging out in the douglases yard the kids ranged from four to 15 years old they all lived in the neighborhood and they're all just like you know hanging out goofing around in the 1950s like you do right the kids later told stories about what they had happened to them this day and their alien witness encounter but here's the thing. Here's one odd circumstance already. Only children noted this event. No adults saw any of this. Only the children. So the event lasted several hours, and it's one of the weirdest cases you'll ever hear. You think Travis Walton's weird. You might think Betty and Barney Hill's weird. You'll think, you know, the um, Aurora incident's weird. Uh, Remshackle Forest incident, like all those kind of things. But boy, does this one got you beat, guys. You aren't ready for it. So it was around 2 p.m. And the setting of this story is Casablanca neighborhood in Riverside County of California. There was a man named Kermit Douglas. That's not his name. Imagine your parents naming you fucking Kermit. <laughs> Yikes. Although, is it someone in Gilmore Girls named Kermit? I never watched that. I am so positive. Someone's named Kermit in that too. I, I wouldn't be surprised. So Kermit Douglas and one of the other boys were pretending wrestling in the yard when they abruptly stopped because they said they saw something in the sky. They said they saw something in the air hovering above them. And it's one of those things where like all the kids are in such a small area and all hanging out that the parents are like, we're just inside. We're like doing dishes. We can see out the window, things like that. Like we don't need to be outside with the kids. So it's literally just the children outside. Some of the other kids started to see the same thing and they thought they saw something in the sky. So they all stopped playing and they stared at the sky towards what they believed to be some sort of a spacecraft. The kids described the UFO as a radiant dome-like structure. Now, if you've listened to the archives, you know UFO stands for Unidentified Flying Object, which is literally what these kids thought they were seeing. They had no idea what to identify it as, so it's literally just some weird spacecraft UFO. Shortly after noticing it, the craft vanished, but then a second craft showed up almost instantly. The second craft appeared in the sky with a musical ping type note to show that it like arrived. 
Now, the second craft was described to look like a disc hovering on its side that was spinning. This craft seemed to be defying the laws of light because the way the lights were around it and like coming from it looked like they were bent round, which wouldn't be the case with how it's shaped and like the angularness of it. So it's 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 not possible. So already we're seeing it can't just be a plane or something in the sky because it's not obeying the laws of nature, literally. So it has to be out of this world. Getting very nopey up in here. Yeah, I was just about the, to. Yeah, the, I keep thinking movie. about it. Yeah. I can't now ever think of aliens without thinking of nope. That's scarred me in the best way. Yeah. And the worst at the same time. It's very, it's very weird. Very, very. Whew. Okay. So the children were super fixated on these semi-transparent objects because they were round like basketballs and they consisted of various colors like red, blue, and orange and mostly silver. And these are like around the spaceship. So now they're also seeing these um, like floating orby type things. The kids reported that the orbs were repeatedly vanishing and reappearing all over the sky, and they were constantly flashing and making more high-pitched ping noises. So now you have, like, flashing colorful orbs in the sky being like, ping, 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 ping. <laughs> How are they? <laughs> that might be my favorite part of the episode. <laughs> um... This went on for quite a few minutes, and then the kids decided that they should probably go inside and get their parents because something's wrong, right? But anytime any of the children went inside to get the parents or the adults, the objects would suddenly disappear as the parents like walked outside and they're like, why did you bring me out here? Nothing's wrong. And then the parents would leave and all of a sudden everything started again. Typical. Ugh, you fucking aliens. (laughs) (sighs) I would hide from the parents too, though. It's as if the spacecrafts could disappear and reappear on command, and it's like they only wanted to be seen by certain people. It's kind of Beetlejuice, Lydia type vibes, you know, only the dead can see the dead, yet Lydia can see the dead because she's dead inside and she believes so she can and whatever. <laughs> yeah, I just like wanted to roll with the train of thought and be done with it. Uh-huh. So I thought if I just gibberished it, you'd get the gist. Okay. Okay. What if that's how I start finishing my sentence from now on? I just kind of trail on. I'm like a TV winding now. No, I was thinking more of the um, Charlie Brown teacher. Not at all. All right. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> if the names kind of get worse, don't worry. We're getting there, guys. One of the kids hanging out was a young girl named Blanche Campbell. Blanche. Blanche. Golden Girls, Blanche. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. It's fine. What's it called when you vegetables? Is it blanching? Oh, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Isn't that called Blanche? To blanch a vegetable is when you start by filling a large pot with water using one gallon per pound of prepped vegetables. You heat the water, you cook them for five minutes, then you fill a clean bowl with ice water plunge the vegetables into the ice water and you've blanched your vegetables. And what is the point of that? It's to take scalding vegetables in boiling water and steam them for a short time, followed by the quick ice breath to stop enzyme actions and otherwise cause no loss of flavor, color, or texture, but soften the food slightly. And why do you do that? (laughs) So that the vegetables become crisper, but still bright. 
Interesting. I don't know what I just read. That made no sense. That is interesting. No, I get it. So it like keeps yeah. the same consistency without having to cook it longer yeah. for it to be Should like. Should we that. blanch some green beans tomorrow and try it? No. Okay. So, anyways, Blanche, the girl, not the vegetables preparing method. Blanche Campbell screamed for her mother instead of running inside like all the other children. Because she's like, well, every time we go inside and we come back outside with the parents, it's gone by the time we get outside. So I'm just going to stand in the yard and be like, mom, come here. Right. That that'll do it. Right. It makes sense. But then when Blanche's mom came outside, she said she couldn't see the spacecraft, but the children could still see it. Bum, bum, bum. Yes. <laughs> now, at first, when they saw this, the kids were kind of in like almost a trance because they were fascinated by how the crafts looked and all these pinging bright lights. One of the more beautiful and brightly colored crafts, because there's multiple at this point, landed in a football field about half a block away from the children. One of the witnesses is the children described the colossal orb as being about as large as three houses put together. It was very beautiful and colorful. The massive UFO was hovering three feet off the ground, which is not high. That's not high at all. Not high at all. But the group began to migrate towards it. And then two of the boys suddenly became aware of something moving near the house, near the door of the Douglas home. So <laughs> these kids are starting to split up at this point, and it's just going to get weirder from here. The children should not have split up. Let's say that. Okay, You should never split up. Never split up. Don't do it. So they describe what they saw as a translucent being roughly the size of a four-year-old child. The creature was floating just off the ground near the house, and the kids described it. A big red mouth, big red eyes, four round objects on its face, which sparkled like diamonds where its nose should be. Okay, but it's <sighs> translucent. Uh-huh. I put a picture later because they keep describing it. Every time it gets worse. Yikes. Okay. They also mentioned the creature didn't have feet. Instead, its legs and feet were like tapered round nubs. Okay. Then they noticed a belt around his waist with a disc-shaped buckle that was like a bright mirror. So at this point, the kids were terrified and they started breaking out into shouts, screams, and floods of tears. One of the kids nearly plowed over his own mother, they said, as the child sprinted inside to see, or as the parent sprinted outside to see what the like child was screaming and panicking about. And the kid like, literally almost knocked the shit out of his mom trying to get inside. But like the first parent, this parent, when she went outside, this mom, she saw nothing except for a bunch of pan panicked kids running around. Now, as this is happening in the one yard, the Douglas yard, some of the other kids split up and they sped over towards the hovering craft and they they were going towards the football field, right? Like where the other craft landed. OK, so we split in two groups at this point. So the first group is back there seeing the translucent person. And now the second group arrives over there. And one of the boys who was seven years old became transfixated, like as if he's in a hypnotic state. He started walking towards the object, saying it was the most beautiful thing he had ever seen. I'm getting bird box vibes. Mm. I can see that. Yeah. yeah. Now, two of the older boys grew concerned. So they just tackled the fuck out of this child so he couldn't get close. Okay. Uh, the sight that this whole event has to be, by the way. Right. Literally. <laughs> like, you're like, um, why are they like freaking out? And then this one kid's like, 
a zombie walking in the football field and then the other kids are just like no jeffrey and yeah, fucking tackle him panicking yeah so then one of the other kids marvin sims claimed that the ufo began to descend from the sky appearing and disappearing at a rapid pace stating that it sort of spiraled down and when they took off they disappeared with a whirling motion back into the sky then another one another one landed on a nearby roof and it apparently knocked a branch off a walnut tree which later people like found and they were like see i told you there was a ufo here like this walnut tree is broken and we told you it would be then a third spacecraft flew past and it had a long antenna on it and the kids said it seemed to emit some kind of array then at another time another one of the boys claimed to see a disembodied child-sized silver arm beckoning him from like hovering in the air about 20 feet away telling him to come here so just a random arm random silver arm in the in the, in the sky being like yeah so i'm gonna follow that one <laughs> that's the one that's the one well it's okay because the arm appeared to be clad in riveted armor and protective shielding <laughs> protecting it from what <laughs> so no one actually followed through with that one and talked about if the kid responded to the random gesturing arm or not but they might have they might have not then another boy told the reporters that he saw a strange man in a field who was gripping two gun-like devices, which he used to temporarily paralyze a pair of his friends. <laughs> okay. So everyone's having all these things happen to him, right? And Blanche is just out there screaming for her mom. <laughs> She's like, mom! I would be too, though. I'd be the one that's just standing back screaming at this point. Yeah, I don't know what I would do. And, like, if you think about it, none of the parents are seeing anything, so all the parents are like, what the fuck are the kids doing yeah they got to be like playing or playing a trick on us yeah or like something. this is yeah. like a really bad game of cops and robbers <laughs> but it's alien and dumb children like alien abductions and <sighs> what 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 i don't even what know captures aliens well it's like alien and cattle <laughs> i don't know area 51 yes <laughs> so the craft then had an opening appear on the side and a creature floated out. Kylie. <laughs> <laughs> I posted in the chat what this creature looks like. Uh-huh. And I'm going to try to describe him, but he'll be on the Instagram for you guys. How about we get this tattooed on ourselves? Yeah, let's do that. Right, right on us. Okay. So according to the eyewitnesses, which is the children, the thing that emerged from the spacecraft is three and a half feet tall with red eyes, red mouth. A round head, the four diamond-like objects embedded in his face that resemble nostrils. He then was, like, no longer ghost-like. He's now satin white and has satin white skin. He also has not normal human legs, okay? So here's... I'm going to describe it, y'all. He has four <laughs> legs that are round nubs. To me, it's like tentacles without the tentacle-y part. Yeah, I was going to say it looks very tentacle-like. But without the... The, the suction cups. Yes. Then he has two arms that split at the elbow to grow into two more arms. So it's kind of like those signs on roads that tell you to like go right or left. That's what his arm looks like. I don't really know what to say. 
So he at the elbow, it grows into two sets of forearms on each side. I'm mimicking it with my body so you guys can see. Don't worry. Right. Because I thought that would help this situation. <laughs> each of those arms has a hand, too. So he has four hands and no feet, but four tentacle legs and four nostrils and two eyes and one mouth. I'm really trying to figure out something that it looks like, but it really is. There's there it's is nothing kind of octopus so also, like on the bottom, but then so nothing does, on the top. Does he move like an octopus or is he hovering still? Is he like squirming his way with his four legs? Is he hovering? And also when he hovers, does he just hover and stay still or does he wiggle? His <laughs> yeah, little no, tentacle? he definitely 100% wiggles the tentacles. <laughs> But I'm not sure how to describe the arms here. Um, it's like the letter X well, with well, a body in the middle. It's like a, it's like a they. It has a Y for each arm. <laughs> People don't like us right now, and I understand. <laughs> I just really want. I just, I don't, I don't know. You guys just gotta look at the picture. There's literally no other way to describe this thing. There really isn't. So then another boy named Ronnie Strickland claimed that the floating multi-limbed entity spoke to him. It told him to climb up a nearby tree. So everyone's splitting up and now Ronnie's starting to climb trees. (laughs) Okay. Ronnie said that then the, the creature in the spacecraft told him that it will come pick him up in 15 minutes. Because that's what we want. (laughs) (laughs) So he and another boy climbed to the tree in a trance-like state. And then the kids that weren't in the tree said 15 minutes later, another craft did appear. Weird. The kids that weren't in the tree said 15 minutes later, the craft appeared. Remember? Well, this craft is now shaped differently. This is more the stereotypical ship, like spaceship shape style from cartoons. Ship shape. (laughs) Literally, shape. literally ship shape. Um, the middle circular part is rotating with swishing noises while like the rest is. OK, so we know that they are shaped kind of like a disc with like a ball in the middle, right? Like we all are imagining. A, and a... you can see the alien on the inside of the ball. Yeah. Yeah. And the ball is spinning, but the rest of the disc is stationary. That's what they're describing. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you guys just all come over while I'm recording and I can do all my hand gestures, this would be so much easier. Right. So this is all your guys. It's all fault. Everyone's. I guess we just have to now YouTube. (laughs) The fear in Kylie's eyes. (laughs) She's like, no, no. So according to the kids, a group of quote unquote little men. (laughs) Little men. (laughs) Were seen climbing out onto the rim. like the rim of the ship and the attempts to reach Ronnie and the friend in the tree. Now the other kids started to panic that the boys were going to be abducted. So they started begging Ronnie and the other kid to come down. But the two boys in the tree, Ronnie and the friend were hypnotized while staring at the UFO, paying no attention to their friends in the field under the tree, screaming at them. There's so much chaos here. (laughs) So some of the young kids ran to another nearby house and grabbed the garden hose and they started spraying Ronnie and his friend with water to wake him up. Yeah, there's that's a lot a, of chaos. I mean, that seems fair, though. I mean, that's a good idea. So Ronnie stayed in the trance, but the other boy woke up and just like climbed down. He's like, oh, no, I don't want to be abducted. Yeah. But then Ronnie sort of and this is exactly how they described it. Quote, 
sort of slid off the branch. Okay. That he was perched on and he apparently then levitated to a nearby rooftop after sliding off the branch after not being abducted. Great. Ronnie then walked off the roof while Blanche tells people he turned bright red before jumping off the house. Ronnie, what did you do to piss off the aliens? Yikes. So is red like kind of the, um, I don't know the specific term, when they grab cows? The bean? Yeah, like, I don't know. Well, What's the real word? Abduct? No. Bean? Hyperbean? <laughs> Maybe it's not a real word. What are you trying to describe? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. Okay. <laughs> so Ronnie fell and he landed on his head, but he didn't have a single injury. He claimed he had no memories of the event and even refused to believe the story that the boys told him about how he was like on the limb and then he was on the house and then he fell, jumped and stuff. So what was he doing? Sleeping on the roof or sleeping in a tree? Like, what does he think he was doing? I don't know. Ronnie doesn't believe it, though. Well, following Ronnie's fall, there was multiple UFOs that kept reappearing and disappearing nonstop for the next few hours. The whole event was quickly reported. And that's where these stories come from, because they instantly like when they told the parents, the parents told people literally people were like there within the week, just within days, actually, to report this event. So Ted Blocher. So that's the event. That's that's the whole event. What I just described. Do you real quick? Let's take a let's take a, a quiz. Do you believe this? Uh, I am not sure. I believe in aliens. But having I don't know. I mean, I'm sure that there's a specific type of alien out there that just. So see, here's my theory. Here's my thing. Here's OK. All right. You ready here? OK, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm ready for your theory. So on planet Earth, there's different species and there's different. Once you're a human, there's different types of humans. Like we all look different in different ages, different like a five year old child does not look like a 75 year old human. Even just looking at them, you can know that it's an evolutionary stage for, to get from one to the other. But they could look different enough where you could be questioning it if you didn't know how humans work. OK, so if we all believe there's only one looking type or act or way of aliens existing, you're fucking dumb. Because there has to be different ones. That's like saying the whole Earth is made up of cats, deers and human. There's no other creature living on it. Well, that's not true. There, I saw a raccoon today at work. Like there's there's different things. So there has to be different aliens. I was going to say, like, I think like kind of what you were saying that it, you know, there's got to be like different types. But what if these ones were kids in like alien world? Yeah. Like these are children in their world and they, you know, just, you know, playing funsies. So like adults can't see them because they're children or even like. Yeah, or maybe they were scared and they were like, wait a minute, if they're running and screaming and going in this house, who knows what they're going to bring out? Because mm-hmm. in Travis Walton's story, Fire in the Sky, he's he's shooting guns ablaze at these aliens. And so what if they were like, last time we saw someone go into a fucking house, they shot us with a fucking gun. 
no, you're not doing that, motherfucker. I'm going to disappear. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, wait, it's the little the little creatures coming back. No, no, no. We'll reappear. Oh, no. The bigger creatures fucking hide again. Right. Yeah. It's probably a whole freaking game to them. Yeah. Like, oh, nope, they're coming out. We got to hide again. They were playing like hide the, and seek yeah. with us and we did not get the game. We weren't playing right. We didn't understand the assignment. God damn it. <laughs> so Ted Blocher is a UFO researcher who's part of the CSI which is the Civilian Saucer Intelligence, CSI. Okay. Are you trying to figure out what CSI really means? Yeah. Crime Scene Investigation? Yes. (laughs) CSI, Crime Scene Investigation. Crime Scene Investigation. Yes. But also, apparently, Civilian Civilian Saucer saucer Intelligence. intelligence. Yeah. Okay, so if you can only work for which one CSI, which one you pick in? Hmm. I'm gonna work for the civilian saucer intelligence. I want to meet MUFON staff members. I mean, yeah, I do too. But I also want to work for CSI. <laughs> I'm wearing my To the Stars Academy shirt right now, guys. <laughs> you just, you just, you figured that out. <laughs> yeah. Um, in the archives, you'll know what To the Stars Academy is if you listen to Skinwalker Ranch Part One, Two, and Three from January of 2021 to How do you know that? That is when we posted it. Because it was my birthday present to myself. Oh, okay. (laughs) (sighs) I'm smart. Okay. So on this note, we're going to have another little moment where we talk about something. There was a podcast, a fellow podcaster that was listening to our podcast. And they were listening to one of them. And they were like, wow, Athena has a vast knowledge of a lot of really random things. And they were like, I'm going to play a joke on them. And they were like, oh, you always know something about everything. My birthday is this date. What happened on this date? And I was like, well, funny you should say that. Hold my beer. (laughs) Because I was like, this person's born that day. This person's born that day. And also this thing came out that day. And And I started like telling all these things. And I was like, "Okay, I know you think I'm really smart. And then I knew all that off the top of my head, but I didn't. I happened to be researching something else the other day and found all that out. And it just stuck with me. I know I know a lot, but I am not like a computer, guys. You can't just like ask me things and I know the answer. Um, I beg to differ. Yeah, I kind of am. But not like a cool computer. I'm like a weird computer. I'm like a calculator. Okay. They're kind of like weird computers. I mean... If you look at them, right? No, they're really boring. You are not boring. (laughs) Okay, so the CSI. So the Civilian Saucer Intelligence CSI is an independent, unidentified flying object research group. So AKA a big old UFO group. And they were founded in New York City in 1954. So a year before this whole event. Now, Ted Blocher wrote about the incident and interviewed each of the children. He said that an hour after the event ended, that by that time, the Riverside Press reporters had already arrived and that the boys were like all crying and freaking out, but no one saw anything that looked weird or out of the blue. So it just looked like a normal scene with boys just like randomly crying. Yeah. And a kid, you know, that fucking fell off a roof. But yeah, that's fine. It's completely fine. Yeah, fine. In 1978, Ted Blocher and a fellow researcher named Isabel Davis... Uh, detailed the events of this and some other extraterrestrial events that occurred during the same mid-1950s as a report encountered close encounters at Kelly and others of 1955. 
always the perfect titles, guys. <laughs> I don't know what it is about alien people, but they're the worst at naming things, but so fucking good at acronyms. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I could. Yeah, they are so good at acronyms. It's scary. But then like when it comes to like actually naming it or like writing an article or a book, it's like they forget that how to be a human. Other words exist. Yeah, they are so bad at stuff. Except for Tom DeLonge <laughs> from To The Stars Academy and Blink-182 and Skinwalker Ranch Archives. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so... In this writing, Ted said the following. This extraordinary incident, manifestation may be a better word, lacks sufficient in information to come to any final conclusions. Even so, available data as sufficient to conclude that something bizarre and inexplicable occurred that afternoon at Casablanca, that the children alone were able to perceive it, and that whatever it was, it appears to be directly related to an area of UFO phenomena suggestive of certain types of parapsychological experiences. Okay. I didn't fuck it up. <laughs> I did it. I did it, Mom. Mom, I did it. So what? <laughs> so he thinks it's real and just the kids experience it. Like, okay. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, possibly you're not. I mean, I agree. OK, <laughs> we're killing it tonight. <laughs> a few days after this event, a trio of investigators from the Borderland Science Research Association named. So that's that's where they work. And here's the people, the trio, the three people. I'll, here's person number one, Winona Cromwell. Person number two, Gene Rowland. Person number three, Mary Starbuck. Now, these three people interviewed the children and they concluded with their report the statement that they felt certain kids were telling the truth. And here's what they stated. For they have been and still are very frightened. So it will be a long time before they forget what they experienced. Now, just to correct Thena, because I do that, that is my en entire reason that I'm here. They are certain that the kids were telling the truth, not that certain kids were telling the truth. <laughs> they felt certain that the kids were telling the truth because of the fear that they exuded, exhumed. What's the word? Exhumed? Yeah. From their from their interview. You're good. Moving on. You just want. <laughs> hooked on phonics to hire me so bad i'll fucking i'll do so good you'll kill it i'll kill it so only 24 hours before the event another event happened i talked about it earlier it's the kelly hopkinsville encounter also called the hopkinsville goblins case also called the kelly greenman case now this is another ufo event that happened on the other side of the country in kentucky in Hopkinsville, Kentucky. I know that shocks you, though. That's where it is. <laughs> um, so UFOlogists regard this as one of the most significant and well-documented case in the history of UFO incidents and alien encounters. While skeptics say the reports were due to the effects of excitement and the misidentification of natural phenomenon, such as meteors and owls. Because those two go together. Yeah. The United <laughs> States Air Force classified the alleged incident 
as a hoax within the Project Blue Book's files. Similar to how, like, the... Uh, Kelly Blue Book? Because it's the Kelly, you get it? <laughs> Did I say Kelly Blue Book? No, I'm making a joke! <laughs> oh, because it's the Kelly Hopkinsville Project Blue Book, Kelly Blue Book. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I really <laughs> fucked up. I was like, God damn it! of course I said that. No. Bitch. Nope, I'm just trying to make a, a joke funny when it's not funny. You're really funny. I'm trying. This is very similar to how the U.S. military and everyone says that Roswell was... Kylie, what did they say Roswell was? I don't fucking know. A giant weather balloon. Oh. Yeah, we're all making it up. It was a weather balloon. Okay. So, the Kelly Hopkinsville encounter occurred in... Hopkinsville? Hopkinsville, Kentucky. <laughs> on the evening of August 21st, 1955. This event had five adults and seven children that arrived at the Hopkinsville police station claiming that small alien creatures from a spaceship attacked their farmhouse. To me, this story, the first time I ever heard it, and then ever since then, when I think of this story, I think of the movie Signs. I've never seen it. (gasps) Are you surprised? Well, okay, people say it's scary. It's not scary. It's wild, but... Oh, it's so good. If you like aliens, oh mm-hmm. my god. Wow, everyone's gonna be like, no, it's not. No, I no, I I genuinely like it as far as alien movies go a lot. Hmm. Is, is Bill- it is it better than Nope? It's different. Is it better than War of the Worlds? <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> um, I wanna say something about this film, but I'm nervous to say it and be wrong for the first time in my whole life. For the first time ever, ever. Mm-hmm. in the whole world. Mm-hmm. But, oh, fucking shit. Okay. Yes. Okay, I was right. So this is the movie where they do the whole putting the tinfoil on their heads. Mm-hmm. Um, Joaquin Phoenix and Mel Gibson are some of the main people in this. But also, this is one of Rory Culkin's, Macaulay Culkin's little brother. This is one of his first movies, which, name what iconic scary film series. I have no idea. Culkin's and Scream. Okay. Okay. It's an M. Night Shauna movie. And um, people call this M. Night Shyamalan's sci-fi disaster. So I love it, of course. Hmm. Um, I have to watch it. Yeah. Yep. It's I I think it is. Um, If you like aliens, this is the one with, you know, the crop circles on the um, cover and stuff. And um, one crazy thing that I knew about this movie back in the day was M. Night Shyamalan, at this point in his career, didn't really want to use CGI as much as possible. So due to that, he made them go and hire real farmers and real crops and fly over them and actually create the signs in crops and use real footage and not CGI footage of fake, fake coverage. That seems like a lot. Yeah. Hey, authenticity. Authenticity does it. Made for an amazing movie. I think it's like 2002. Maybe 2002. I'm going to quote it. It really doesn't matter. I'm going on the record saying it's made in 2002. Prove okay. me wrong or right or wrong. But you won't because I'm always right. Corey will I'm probably. I'm kidding, by the way. <laughs> prove you wrong. <laughs> like if everyone thinks I'm this cocky, please don't. I'm, I'm just joking. I don't know. That that podcast that was nice to me gave me a big head. Okay. Um. So in this incident, the Hopkinsville police were like talking with these people and these people claimed that they had been holding the creatures off 
with gunfire for nearly four hours. There was two adults, Elmer Sutton and Billy Ray Taylor, and they claimed that they had been shooting at 12 to 15 short, dark figures who repeatedly would pop up at the doorway or peer into the windows. That's terrifying. Terrifying. Yeah, it's the movie signs. Concerned about a possible gun battle between local citizens, four city police, five state troopers, three deputy sheriffs, four military policemen, and a partridge in a pear tree <laughs> from the nearby U.S. Army, Fort Campbell, all drove to the Sutton farmhouse. That is so many people, though, really. Four, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 people that are all like law enforcement. It's a lot. That's a lot. The search of the farmhouse and the farm did nothing. They didn't find any aliens. They said the only evidence they saw was gunfire and like holes and bullet holes in the windows and door screens made by firearms. So they, they were telling the truth about. Yeah. And they later shooting. did say like all the shots came from inside. So it's like they were blowing fire, firing from the inside out. So it was that they were no, fighting no else. fire opposite direction happened in the other. Yeah. In the other way. So the day after this event, neighbors told two officers that the family packed up and left after claiming that the creatures returned at 3.30 in the morning after the police all left. The family's claims was received widespread coveraging. That sentence was weird, but it's okay. In local and national press. Early articles didn't refer to them as little green men, though. That little green men, like color and comment, was later added to newspaper stories to, like, make it more fun and interesting. Mm, sounds familiar. Yeah. They estimate the size of the alleged creature vary from two to four feet tall. And they said things like they had large pointed ears, claw-like hands, eyes that glowed yellow, and they had spindly legs. Spindly? Spindly? Spindly. Spine, 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 spin. Both of them sound right, but both of them sound wrong. If I say spindly, it makes me think of like thin, uh, like, um. I think it's spindly because there's no E. Spiders? Yes. Like spidery like legs. But if yeah. I say spindly, I feel like it's almost like, like bony looking yeah yeah i think I it's know. i think it's spindly though because there's no e so it's like s-p-i-n-d-l-y i feel like it's spindly yeah i could see that spindly whatever they, that means yeah, whatever <laughs> so they say they that that all appeared later in various media but it was after people started calling them the little green men that led people to think that these creatures looked like goblins because that's the only thing they could think of that would look like this in the 50s. So you would rather believe in goblins versus aliens? Yep. Okay. Kylie, you called me out in a previous episode and thought I was crazy because I was talking about that Grimm's fairy tale about the elves and the shoemaker. In the shoes, yes. And I will have you know, we had so many people send us the fucking link to that Grimm's fairy tale but since I do the social media, all the people were sending it to me, the person that knows the story. Uh, sorry. <laughs> but you thought I was crazy. Well, soon. We'll not, cover the Grimms. Well, well, that. But soon, not too long, they will be able to message me on oh, Facebook. Yeah. You got to pick who you're talking to now. No, that's not a me. And you can talk to us both. Yeah, talk to us both. Yeah. Well, you know, like Instagram and Facebook has that, have that whole like merge thing going on too yeah yeah yeah. we'll see how that goes now many people claim 
that what the people saw that night were great horned owls and that this whole story is a hoax. They say that the fear they saw these great horned owls caused them to start shooting the guns, but then that caused everyone to like the owls to start flying and then the guns ricocheting and all that stuff. So that caused noises that the family thought was alien spacecraft noises because it was actually like bullets hitting trees. Okay, Fina, <laughs> how many times how have many? you seen multiple owls in one area? I don't know if I've ever seen an owl. I don't think. Okay, that's. No, no. Like, I mean, like outside of like a zoo, a zoo. or uh, like a stuffed one. Or I've never. Harry Potter. Yeah, I've never seen one in real life outside of a zoo. But I have heard them. But I have never in my entire life, even at the zoo, seen more than one owl in the same. Um, I don't want to say cage, but yeah, like a, a, a terrarium area. That they yeah, live in. I don't think they keep more than one owl at a time. You know what I've never seen in real life, even at a zoo? I've never seen a woodpecker. I don't know what they look like. I hear them all the time, but okay. I've never seen one. I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> but the other day, and by the other day, I mean like it was kind of like a month ago-ish. I thought you were playing a trick on me because you had just left. Or maybe you just got home. One of the two. <laughs> I've heard the story. <laughs> by Corey? Yeah. Um, I heard this weird like... Yeah. It's not even... I can't, I can't even do it. But... It was over by the window across from where our living room is, which is like our dining room. And I was so freaking confused for five seconds. I'm like, Athena just walked. Athena just walked in. So what is that fucking noise? And then Corey gets up so fast. He's like, I'm going to fucking kill that thing. It's a fucking woodpecker. And I'm like, oh, right. Woodpeckers. Got yeah. it. Yep. That's what it yeah, so we, we do have woodpeckers around our house and they do like to uh, peck on our home. <laughs> so that's fun. Yeah. I'm trying to find one. I want to see it in real life. Why? I don't know. what You've never like. gone bird watching? Why the fuck would I go bird watching? I used to go bird watching when I was a kid. Ugh, boring. It's actually fun. No. Okay. Moving okay. on. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't mean to hate on you. It's fine. <laughs> You'll just cry about it right in your journal. <laughs> so these, have you ever seen owls run? Terrifying. Just Google it later. Everyone, everyone. I'm talking to everyone, not just Kylie. Owls, I'm not going to Google it. Owls lift up their little. Nope. And then they, I don't even know how to describe it. Okay. What so, you're saying right now sounds like owl porn and I'm not here for it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What Venus doing right now is really interesting so <laughs> no <laughs> so they said that the, these people couldn't be hearing real spaceships it has to be bullets hitting things and owls owling and hooting and hooling yeah that's exactly what's going on everything completely so some ufologists compared the alleged creatures to gremlins though and then since then, they've been called the Hopkinsville Goblins because that's like the next closest thing to a gremlin. I don't know why you want to call it the Hopkinsville G Gremlin if you later call it a gremlin. I don't know. So ufologist Alan Hendley then wrote, this case is distinguished by its duration and also by its number of witnesses involved. So people people believe this. Hendry. What the fuck did I say this time? <laughs> Hendley. <laughs> it's fine. So Project Blue Book, 
listed this case has to be a hoax with no further explanation or comments. The Kelly Mm -hmm. Hopkinsville sighting is one of the origins of the popularization of the term Little Green Men. And the Kelly community celebrates the anniversary of the event on the third weekend every August with an event called Kelly's Little Green Men Days. That's super weird. You gotta like... (laughs) You're literally celebrating the fear of people. <laughs> like, <laughs> I didn't even think about it like, like that. Like they were terrified. To the point where they left. Sitting in, yeah, sitting in their house, shooting multiple times at things that they didn't know what, what they were. They were human-like. No, they were goblins. So that's terrifying and you're sitting here celebrating it? Well, I mean, that's essentially what the Krampus thing is, though. People are terrified of Krampus and we're like, Let's get drunk and run through the streets. But there wasn't ever really just like a a specific. There weren't multiple cases of people seeing Krampus. Krampus. Okay. Rougarous. Yeah. Okay. That's the end of that one. That's yep. the end of that argument. Okay. So fun fact, the Pokemon Sableye is based off the goblins described in the Kelly Hopkinsville encounter. Isn't that cute? I, I love Sableye. I want to look it up because I the wasn't purple one. That it, that's not going to help me at all. And it has eyes that are like little shiny diamondy looking. Okay. I Re- love him. Remember how you learned about me in the Cryptic 411 that I grew up as an only child while also grew up as a seven day Adventist and my family did not allow me to watch things that were like that. So like Harry Potter and Pokemon, I was not allowed to meddle in those things. So I have no idea what Thena is talking about at the moment. The 411 Kylie is talking to will be released in four days from now. So you don't actually know what she's talking about. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> but it's okay. Just in four days, tune in again because Kylie will tell you also again that she is an only child. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Didn't realize that. You're doing um, good. Say why. Yeah. So cute. Always has it in my Pokemon team. Oh, okay. Cute, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's what the they diamond said. The diamond eyes. Like. And- I literally said that. No, I'm I know, but I'm I see it now. Well, I okay. Okay. I have I have them on my Pokemon thing. In which game? Pokemon Go. Oh, nice. Proud of you. Yay. Air 5. Air 5. We high five. <laughs> Whew. So that's that we went so this might be our most off the rails episode since Ben Franklin. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know what it's just, aliens, man. Well, that one was aliens. That one no, was I know. devil. No, I know. We just get a fire up our butts and we just start going. It's aliens. Yeah. It's also where we get like defensive when people are <laughs> like, no, this didn't happen. But like, yeah, guys, it happened like aliens, man. Aliens, man. That's all you need. That's all you need to know. So I guess that's. That's the stop, whole, stop saying that's that. <laughs> that's the whole kip and caboodle. <laughs> yeah, that is that. So you do believe in both stories? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I do in a weird way. I th- I think I really do believe in both these. Um, it's kind of weird to say, like, maybe certain parts sound a little bit astray or like things are off, but it could have been the fear is like, making them believe what they think. Uh, but I mm-hmm. I will say I I think I believe both these. So I agree with you. I believe both of them. 
I have kind of like a weird story. So when I was um, kind of like going to school for theater, um, I had a teacher that was teaching us like the like the it factor, essentially like being a method actor. Okay. And we did this um, kind of like experimental type of um, class where we had to like really focus on it's probably some sort of like hypnotism essentially um but it was like listening to all of the different sounds and reacting to it how it made you feel and it was really weird and i can't even like explain it but there is some sort of um kind of like phenomena i guess where you get into a certain type of trance or you feel a certain way and you start to react to those things in different ways. It's almost like a human instinct. Yeah, because many, like, there was a, a big group of us. It was like a big class, right? And we were all different ages. I was probably one of the oldest people there, um, all the way down to, I think, like, maybe 12, 12 years old. And I was, like, 17. So, um, like, other people were, like, screeching and, and uh, you know, and I don't even know this. Like, uh, this is a our teacher told us what was happening. Like, I don't really remember a lot. It was kind of like, felt like I was dreaming. Hmm. Very weird. But other people were like screeching. Other people were like pretending like they were monkeys. Others were like, um, like pretending like they were like, um, what's the word I want? Consoling another, another, person that was like screeching it's very very weird i feel like that's kind of like the same feel like you get into that trance of wow this is really happening and then you react in a way that you don't you're not really i want to be in control of so badly in life me too because i think i could get rid of my phobia oh yeah no i just want to because i want to know if it works you can learn about my phobia in the episode called phobias in the archives <laughs> <laughs> where you can find it but yeah no i definitely i i agree with both stories because i feel like i don't i don't believe everything with the kids because i feel like they probably could have manifested some of those things Mm -hmm. but especially because you know once timmy lies joey doesn't want to be the person to call out timmy because no one's gonna believe joey then right so then arnold has to agree with jimmy and turner and Turner. <laughs> I'm just like fucking around with names at this point and I'm fucking myself up. But yeah, like you see what I'm saying? No, yeah. Avalanches, so then exactly. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what happened. Like but, everyone's reacting to other people's reactions. And then the fact that like they didn't seek anything out, out like the rest of their lives and they all kind of just went under the radar after that. I don't know. That's kind of like maybe More they were believable. traumatized or yeah. maybe they didn't want to talk about it. But that also could allude to maybe they didn't want to get their story fucked up and they never wanted to tell it again. But I don't know if you're a young kid, some of them are as young as like four to six years old. Why do you what do you have to lie? What is the 15 year old kid say they're going to beat you up? Go tell your parents you're fine. Yeah, it's I don't know. I it's there's something believable about it. Kids are weirdly honest, even though they're weirdly liars. It's like almost too far fetched to not not real. Yeah. 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 So do you believe it? Tell us, tell us your thoughts. When you were asking me, I was like, I just explained this. <laughs> do you, do you believe it? I was like, do you want me to change my mind or something? No. <laughs> so that is the Casablanca entities. And all the wild shit that we told you today also. Yep, all of that weird, weird 
weirdness in between. I can't wait because lately people have been, um, as they listen to us, they'll give me a play by play and the DMs of how they're feeling about things <laughs> we say or like correcting me and stuff like that. And then they'll be like, oh, I'm sorry, I corrected you too soon. Two sentences later, Kylie corrected you also. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yep, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> or like, they'll be like, so uh, funny story. You said this. I have a story to riff off that and tell you. And I'm like, OK, tell me. And like, it's just so funny because people, especially when the people are listening to the archives, I'm like, where the fuck did you hear me say that? Right. And you don't even like remember you said it. Yeah. And I'll be like, how'd you know that? And they're like, you said it here. And I was like, oh, fuck me. Of course I did. Dumbass. <laughs> so I'm not going to say that's that. But <laughs> <laughs> I heard it in my uh-huh. head before you said it. Also today in real life, I also had to tell someone to put a pin in it. And it was a person that I was messaging that I was talking not about podcasting with. And I was talking a real story, but they listened to the podcast. And so I said, yeah, so put a pen in there. Like, I put a pen in everything you say. You tell me to every time you talk. And I was like, (laughs) whoops. Were you ever that kid that like everyone talked over you as a child and you like weren't allowed to get a, a word in edgewise and you were like the youngest child and no one listened to you? No, remember, I was an only child. Okay, well, not you, but everyone else. (laughs) How's your, like, problem of telling one story with 35,000 other stories in the middle of it going now that you're a grown-up? Tell me. (laughs) Because I know that's you. (laughs) So, tonight's episode is done. I can't say that's that. So, ending. (laughs) There you go. Leave. Well, don't, but bye. Good good night. Into Into the road. You forgot to do some end of this. The train has left the station. (laughs) Okay, we get it. We get it. You forgot to announce um, all of the upcoming things that are coming up at the beginning of the episodes. We should probably do that now. Well, fine. Mom told me I have to. When is this airing? Because I'm confused. Today is the 25th. The 25th. Yes. So... Yesterday was the 24th and today is the 25th. I don't know why I just did that. In my head, that made sense to say that. Mm -hmm. So in four days from now, we're doing a mini 411 that we're going to release. And um, it's going to be many and you can listen to it. And that's that. But then. But wait, there's more. Oh, that's what I was going to say, because that's what Stu Mocker said in the fucking (laughs) Scream movie. I set myself up for that and you took it from me. I'm sorry. It's we're on the same wavelength now. I can't. There's more. I can't. Okay, whatever. I'm done. Yeah, you have to tell him because I'm over it. Happy Halloween. So we started this shindig on Halloween last year. Shindig meaning cryptic soupad. Yes. So we're doing something a little bit different for our anniversary. A bonus, if you will. A bonus? A bonus. A bonus? A bonus. (gasps) We're not going to tell you what it is. Nope. You're going to have to and find out. But you should follow the Instagram so that you can get more information about all of it. And then we are going to, like I said before in the episode, um, there's going to be a Facebook. And the Facebook is going to have something else gnarly attached to it Mm -hmm. in the month of November. A giveaway. A giveaway? A giveaway! (laughs) So there's a lot of things happening. We're also, guys, the the hits just keep on coming. 
We have amazing new art commissions that we're going to be sharing. Oh, yes. They're fucking amazing. Yes. Also, we have new photos, guys, coming. Oh, God. Did Corey Beck slay the shit out of these fuckers? (laughs) They're so fucking good, you guys. Did he slay them or did we slay them? Yes. (laughs) Yes. They're so good, you guys. And we're going to go and post them on the Instagram as well as the Facebook. So. So many options. I'm sorry. Yeah. If you need to find all the links, you can also go to crypticsouppod.com and it has everything all summed up for you. But if not, you can get to all the links from the Instagram, from the Facebook. If you are only on one, you can't find the other. Things like that. And if not, you can just, you know, shoot us a, a fucking email. Yeah. It's hard to remember our name. It's crypticsouppod at gmail.com. Yeah, it's the hardest one. It's you've really ever difficult. Heard. I know. We are really fucking with you now. Yeah. You can also find all of our links on our link trees on our personal pages. So if you ever are just on our personal pages, you can go to our link tree. Yeah. We're pretty easy to figure out. Join the conversation and become part of the cryptic soup pod fam. <laughs> And to say thank you to everyone that is in the fam, thank you to everyone that makes this podcast what it is. It's not just a Kylie and Thena project. It's an all of us project. It is. It really is. We couldn't do this alone. Thank you to Damon Vakovsky for creating our theme song. We love it. And it is the little cherry on top of a perfect Sunday that is the podcast. Thank you to some original artwork with Taylor with Lab Monkey Creative on Instagram. We also have to thank Taylor because he is taking time out of his busy schedule to help us create this bonus Halloween episode for you guys. So when it's like fucking awesome, you guys know who to thank. Sir Taylor, Lab Monkey Creative on Instagram. Our editing for our normal episodes is done with Corey by core.media.photography on Instagram. And you guys will get to see some of Corey's amazing photography when we show you some of the photos we post. Also, if you guys are in the southern michigan northern indiana ish ish area or if you're wondering where Corey travels to hit him up on the instagram and maybe you can get some cool fucking photos too he's been very busy thena has made sure that he's been very busy this halloween season so there's some spooky things going on on his instagram pretty soon all i did was tell people to look at his photos and if they think they're good hire him and somehow accidentally everyone said yes Corey got (laughs) entirely booked for the entire month and we could barely get photos with him and we live with him yeah so if that doesn't say how good he is i don't know what will so remember, a little bit of a broken record here. Don't forget to follow the Instagram at Cryptic Soup Pod, where our DMs are always open for suggestions. So slide on in. Apple Podcast reviews and ratings or Spotify ratings, Good Pod ratings, all those things. They get you shout outs. We thank you, things like that. And it just helps us get our name out there and such. In Good Pods, we ended up in the top um, 40 uh, true crime podcasts of the month week however they rank them that's really kind of cool i don't really care what it is it's just (laughs) the top of anything is fine it was really nice it was it was a beautiful email to read you know maybe we'll have to frame it and put it somewhere forever endeavor of all time i agree with that (laughs) our first time on the charts so (laughs) it's um, like our first dollar bill it is (laughs) thank you guys remember to subscribe follow tune in keep up with us and remember to join in on the conversation where we will see you next tuesday or if you're great enough to chime in to the to the 411 we'll see you on the 29th 
for the next episode. Stay tuned.